You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike. For more information, check out circleofhope.net or join us in person on Sunday at 10.30 a.m. or 7 p.m. So now we're going to do an interview. And this is a unique thing that we're doing in these evening meetings because, again, like I said as we were getting started, we want to have dialogue. We want to have dialogue with you. So John and Sherry are, are here to, to talk with me a little bit about marriage and then to talk with you as well. They've been married for 33 years. It's, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> Anybody else been married for 33 years? <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> um, it's, uh, we, we want to honor you. Just you, we need, you're, you're our wise people. You, you've achieved something that is, that is rare, and we, we want to hear from you. And also we want to uh, uh, uplift marriage as a, an opportunity for discipleship. And uh, some people in the room are like, eh, you know, I'm not so sure I even want to do that. Um, and other people in the room are trying to do it now and recognizing the difficulty and the opportunity of that. So it's, it's a worthy topic for, for us. So let's, uh, let's welcome them with some love. Okay, can you make sure they get their mics straight here? I want to sit so I can see you. I'm going to move a little bit here. Yeah. Better. You'll see there. Hello. Hi. 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 Does that have a, a, a switch on it? My own? You're on, but you're on. Uh-huh. I wish we get you a little closer there. Can you hear me? Hmm. Your channel could be down, if possible. Let me see. There's little pieces of paper that this is a multimedia presentation, huh? I don't even know about these pieces of paper. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Um, uh, so let's start. Let's start from the beginning. Uh, Sherry brought a picture. So glad you're here. Pass around 33 years. This is what these people looked like 33 years ago when they got married. So good. What year was it? Okay. Hello. What, what year was it that you got married? Yes. You got 1984. Who was a lot? Raise your hand if you were alive in 1984. Uh, oh, that's me too. But like about half the room uh, was alive in 1984, and your marriage was already born. Uh, pretty neat. Uh, how, how did that happen? How, in, one of you tell me the story. Like, what what brought you, the two of you together, and 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 got to marriage? Like, how how does that happen in 1984? Okay, Sherry, you tell me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I became a Christian, um, and I started going to this Christian group on campus at Virginia Tech. John also went and was a leader in this group, and that's, that's where we met. Okay. And did, did you love him the moment you saw him? Well, he was a leader. He was, like, involved in the workings of the group and meeting people. So he, you know, he could ask out any girl he wanted So he was very admired by <laughs> yes. young Christian women because oh, yeah. he was such a... 
de <laughs> devout man. Yes. And attractive too. And I believe you know, talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Sherry caught your eye, John. Uh, I went out one after dinner and took a walk around the campus with a woman named Janelle, who's now an IB high school teacher in Florida. And she was very fiery. <laughs> and she decided to unload on me that night. And uh, she was, you guys, there's like like two of us that ever been asked, asked out by any of you. And, uh, and she goes, Sherry Green. None of you guys have ever asked her out. So I called her when I got back home. Basically, to check off Janelle's box. <laughs> <laughs> so she wouldn't yell at me anymore. Um, but I, I found something that I had to see. So thank God for Janelle yeah. <laughs> and her fiery invocation. Great. So, um, let okay, that's how it began. Let's jump to a point where um, maybe it, 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 it felt like it might have ended. Was there ever a point like that? Where it was like, um, you realized how fragile the marriage actually was? I mean, it, it, you might have not said the D word or anything like that, divorce, but like a, a time where it was like, oh gosh, maybe this thing won't go on forever. I remember a time it felt fragile. We first, we, our fourth child was born, and six months later we moved to a new house, and he was a climber. He could unlock anything. <laughs> he could climb anything. So fences didn't matter, gates didn't matter, doors didn't matter. He would get by. And we lived in a corner, and it was a somewhat busy road. And it was over the first several months, it sunk into me that, like, he could run over. He's a year old. He, he won't survive. And I don't know what gave me the idea, but I, I knew that if that happened, and it was, it was, it was like sort of likely. I mean, we were doing everything we could. But he was, he would escape. And he was one of four. You couldn't watch. You could not watch him all the time. Uh, I remember thinking, if, if that happened, I don't know what would happen with us. Uh, I considered that for a while. I, I talked to Sherry about it. And I I promised her that if that happened, like, we talked about the reality. I was like, do we want to move? Like, do we want to go somewhere where there's no cars? Or are we taking this risk and we're going to stay here? And if understanding that could happen, uh, I promised her that I wouldn't blame her. And so I initially might blame you, and I will try to take that back. And please forgive me if I do, but I'm not going to blame you if that happens. That's pretty, that's pretty, that's a pretty uh, bold thing to do. One, to just go and talk to Sherry about this, you know, hey, this, this, is, this is tenuous. But I, I really, I really like what you said there, where you said that I might blame you in the moment, in the heat of the moment, but I'm promising you now that I won't stay there. That that seems like a pretty uh, important skill for marriage. Uh, I know that in my marriage I've said many things that 
uh, I didn't want to be held accountable for. I, I wanted Gwyneth to uh, uh, hold me to account for who I wanted to be or who I was trying to be. And that, that balance is actually quite difficult. Sherry, do you remember that time? I remember. Was it, was it, did it feel as fragile to you as it did to John? But I knew that my parents had gone through that. My parents did this child. Oh, really? And I've always wondered how it changed their marriage and our whole family. Can you tell us a little more about that, real quick? You, you lost uh, a sibling? Yeah, I was the third child in my family. I had two older brothers. And when I was a baby, my the middle brother, Charles, fell out of the barn and he died. Wow. And my family, my parents never talked about it. I found out from a neighbor, a neighbor down the road, uh, that it actually happened, and then I sort of found out about it, but they never talked about it. That kind of tight-lipped is kind of the opposite of what John was doing, where he's even preempting it and wanting to talk about the possibility of it. Uh, did you see in your in your parents' relationship that kind of strange? <coughs> Uh, kind of fragility, or was it was it just they didn't, yeah. just didn't it was hard to tell who they were just yeah. because of who they were. Yeah. Wow. Huh. <coughs> so, I think that one of the things that that is important for a young person who might be considering marriage or people who are newly married to, to know, and some some of the married couples in the room might have already started to learn this lesson. It, but we move from that kind of seeing something about Sherry Long that you hadn't seen before, like kind of uh, this kind of uh, more, more, more animal attraction, so, uh, this more kind of like easy love, where it's just like, I want to be with this person all the time. When did, when did, that, when did that stop, Sherry? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it hasn't, and you guys are really unique. Uh, but I, I'm guessing that at some point, several times during your 33 years, it was like, I, I want to do nothing nothing more than to be by myself or be um, not with John. Not like, not, not, not <laughs> like, I just need, I need a break from this guy. I need a, you know, did, did, that, did that ever happen to you, Jerry? I think we've worked it out pretty well that we you know, you don't have to be in the same room all the time. And so I think that we agree on a lot of things, and we don't need to talk the end to a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> but, how do you talk her into it, John? I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> No, what's it like? What is it? What are those negotiations like? Like, how, how does it work to influence each other? You know, like, the, like the, what you just said, Sherry, is um, is is pretty great. You get to we agree on a lot of things. I'm sure that wasn't always the case, and that that agreement was a hard won battle. Can you say a little bit about that that kind of um, that process for y'all, John? Given our two personalities, I, I, can, I can usually get my way. So the, 
the, the challenge becomes when do you go that route and when do you back off? And I learned that in 1983. Eight, eight years into eight years into our marriage, a year after our fourth child was born, just about the same time as the, the other discussion I told you. And I was in discussion with some people, and this I don't know about the science of this, it wasn't a scientific decision, but we were they were talking about left brain, right brain decisions and like feeling things versus thinking through. And up until that point, I had two predecessors to this brain was on this finger. And that's the finger that Sherry had put that ring on in 1984. And I know it sunk in that in the week or so of that discussion, and I don't know where it was, but I took the ring off and I put it back on this finger. And I I, I figured I didn't need a reminder. And the reason I the only reason I know that the reason I was ever given for why people have blade rings on the left, on the left hand was my grandmother told me it was closest to your heart. Mm. I thought I did what anybody else's reason was, that's her reason. And I knew then, I, I didn't need a reminder. If I, if I felt like I loved her, loved Sherry, I didn't need a reminder of that. But I was going to need a reminder when I had to be intentional about my love for her, so I put the ring in and done that since you're eight. You put it on, on your right hand. Yeah. Because that was, it was, so that was your, act, your moving, action. Moving to the other side, away from my heart side and to my oh. brain side. Or oh, because you were going to have to be it intentional. Was, it was, it was I, when I needed to love her, it was going to be a right brain kind of thing. Yes. Ah, okay. Uh, so I, I, I did that. I did that as a reminder to not to win every argument. <laughs> uh -huh. to, to back off and to and to listen, uh, and to love intentionally. I guess at the same time, I run into a number of men, fathers, who had gotten divorced, and who all of a sudden became good fathers. Uh, you know, it'd be Tuesday, and they'd be talking about what they were going to do with their kid when they had four hours on Saturday. It's like, last year you never talked about that, you never talked about it at all. Like all of a sudden, this thing happened. You, you got your kid for four hours every Saturday, and you're you're doing something where you weren't doing anything before. Uh, it's like oh, I want to be, I want to have that kind of intention without a without a divorce forcing. Uh, I see. And yeah. again, that was the time when fourth kid was born. You just from the time you got up to the time you went to bed, which was earlier and later than you wanted it to. All four kids just dominated your life. Uh, it was easy to do. You had to do what you had to do. It was easy to focus on what you wanted to. Mm. But from that time, on, I, mean, I, want to, I want It was. It was. It was. You did what you had to do, and it was easy to lose focus on what you wanted to do. That's a. Yeah, I think that's was, probably a lot of us live in that place right now, right? And so you did some things to to, to help remind yourself in that moment. Sherry, did you ask him for any of that? Did you, did you have to? Did you have to like help him, or was this? Just, is he just doing this all in his own head? Well, how were you involved in uh, getting him not to dominate you? It sounds like. Mm -hmm. 
I'm, he didn't say that. I said that. He, uh, that might not be true. No, I don't think so. I, I consider us a, a, a very good team. Yeah, a very good partnership. I think, you know, I mostly took care of the kids. I homeschooled them. Oh, yeah? Through uh, at the middle school, all of elementary school. And I wasn't alone in that because he helped me. I remember, and he encouraged me, encouraged me to do other things. I remember I went to a conference one time when, I guess it was my home to be, it was in Wayne, Pennsylvania. He drove us all over, I guess it was all of us, with four kids. He, I went to the conference, he took the kids away, brought them back at lunchtime, I nursed Michael, took them away again, and went back to the conference, and then picked me up at the end of the day. And I'll never forget him, because he, that was for me, that day. And you do things like that all the time. There you go, Jeff. <laughs> the, the thing that hooked me on Sherry was one that, that she initially, the first time we went out to dinner, I made up like five stupid jokes. None of you have ever laughed my jokes, you all get mad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then over the next six, eight months, beer was sold with jingles then. I memorized them all. I would see them in the bar, and she would smile the whole time. Uh, and I, I, don't, I don't sing your jingles anymore. Once in a while, I do. I know the walk. You want to hear them? Sing them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I would like to sing her a new song. You'd like to sing her a new song, mm -hmm. like right now? Cool. Uh, <laughs> Is anyone filming this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you guys, that's what the papers are. Wow. Surprise. See? Surprise. Tell me where to start.
smiled again the whole time. That's just crying. That song reminded me of the first several years that we were married. We had, you know, where you get, you get paid and you go to the bank and get cash for the check and you pay the bills real quick and hope you had enough. There was never enough. And we bought a lot of used stuff. The, the, de the details weren't the same, but, and the other piece of this was that uh, love emerges and disappears. And I, I think the person who wrote this song like saw that as a thing. Uh, but the, the love over here emerges and disappears, and this one does too. But uh, you, you find it differently if you take the extra. When you realize it's not there, it's like, okay, that was cool. Now we're going to do a new one. I don't know if you've ever, I, I do this for sure. I don't know if you've ever done it. Have you ever looked at somebody that you do? I do it with my mother. I, I look at her sometimes, or she, you know, be there. I look at her, I'm thinking, who's that person? I have no idea. I know a whole bunch about them, but I have no idea. And I, I do it less and less with, with Sherry, but I do, and I usually, if you know Narnia, where, where you're just living your life and all of a sudden boom, you're in this other place. I try to see those times as, hey, we're going to go. Doors going to open, and we're going to find out something new. I, I know your father's. I think it's your father. Speaks of having been married to three women, all named Gwen. Simone Bay said eight times she married her husband. And I, I it's, it's way more than that. Uh, of those experiences. We kind of started new. Okay, you're something. I didn't see that. Well, that might be how you do it, y'all. Stay married for 33 years. Let's get some of your questions here. We, we, we went a little over time with the solo, but I love it. <laughs> um, but I definitely, definitely want to get some of your questions in here, too. Uh, what questions do you have for John and Sherry? What comments do you have? Um, this is, the dialogue is open for a few minutes here. That song was the cutest. <laughs> <laughs> I really cried. That was so cute. I, I, I'm kind of serious one. That was so that was so encouraging though. Thank you. But uh, my, my my kind of serious question is how do you how do you, how did you guys manage uh, maybe different approaches to parenting. Like Sherry, maybe you wanted to do something one way, and John, you thought it should have been done the other way. How did you, or did you? <laughs> yeah, parenting is hard. Just so you totally different from four, differently. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I knew when it was time to do it, to do it Sherry's way, because I get the, in this context, I get the Janelle look from Sherry. <laughs> okay, I gotta sit. I gotta listen here. Uh, so I'm probably not. I'm probably not listening to the kids, so I can listen to Sherry, so I can listen to them better. Uh, 
sure he's very steady. And I'm the, I'm the wild idea guy. And she can bring me back to back to Earth pretty well, or at least orbit. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also the stick in the mud, you know. And he was a lot more fun from the kids' perspective. Mm. Sort of so were you more the disciplinarian type, Terry? No. no. I hate that. I hate that being judge and jury and executioner. That's, yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I mean, I would do it if I had to, but that's... That so you were the fun one, but also the disciplinarian? Way to screw your kids up. There was a lot of point to part of the time. Uh, and there was a lot of phone calls at work. But that was a call dad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. call dad. Oh, yeah, They had to call. The kid had to call. Yeah, he was a call dad. That was, that was Why dad. are you calling me? That's just, I'll call you. I think the other answer to one way is we did it differently. We were. Um, we were inconsistent with each other yeah. to, to a lot of, to an extent. And you could get away with this with mom, you could get away with this with that. I, so, I, so they had a they had a relationship with each of you. It wasn't like the the, the regime, right? Yeah, on some things we were together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if I would give them bed, and then they would be tickled on. Lots of things. He has encouraged me to 
something over the years. And of course, once I, you know, it gets me to decide to do it, then it's good. But, and maybe some things, maybe not so good. <laughs> you know, I, if it was up to me, I would probably stay home all the time. So, it gets me out. Yeah. Yeah. Of myself. And Sherry has made me see the value of one thing, never buying a new couch. Mm -hmm. uh, we had these talks, maybe some of you uh, around divorce over the last few months, and at those I've heard multiple people talk about the new couch and the trouble it caused. Kids jumping on it. It's like, oh, I'm glad she never let me buy it. <laughs> 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 I didn't have the conflict with that, but but I I, I became I I am becoming simpler. Having a more simple life because of the, the steadiness of Shari and the not so much the you don't need that, you can't afford that, but why complicate your life with that? Do what we do what we want to do, don't back it. Away. Again, to uh, to interpret them a little bit, to to put a fine point on your question, Donna, it sounds like you're both saying that um, you chose to be significantly influenced by the other. You weren't defending your identity or trying to maintain a selfhood that was um, threatened by the other. That, that was that maybe that just wasn't the, a problem for you. It, it, it is often in marriage that people might feel dissolved or defeated. And that wasn't the case. And I think one of the things that you're saying is we each needed each other to uh, balance each other out. And, and, and it felt good to do that. And to grow, you use the word becoming, like you're still growing, like you're still helping each other grow and become the people that God's growing. That's a good place to end it because we're, we're all becoming and uh, we're out of time, but they're going to be here. We're going to have some hot dogs after Marcus tells us what's going on this week, and uh, you can hang out and ask them some more questions. Thanks for being here. Let's give them some love. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at Circle of Hope dot net.